Keep the smile and stay tuned on the radio dial with Sirius FM 105.7. Yeah, mashallah, lovely birthday there by our very own uh, Yusuf Asmal. I really enjoyed all that and uh, Allah bless you for that, uh, Yusuf. Uh, beautiful indeed. And I can tell you, uh, Mufti Ibrahim Smith has uh, joined us on uh, this uh, beautiful day of uh, Jummah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And uh, Mufti Sahib, tell me, how are you doing this uh, beautiful day? Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And all our wonderful listeners out there, mashallah. Indeed, a wonderful, a beautiful, a blessed Jumu'ah day upon the glorious Ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Gee, Mufti Sabah, many things happening in the world and uh, perhaps uh, breaking news is uh, that uh, attempted assassination of Imran Khan. And it, it seems as if, I mean, uh, you can feel it uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has definitely protected his, uh, one of his uh, servants uh, in this millennium. Uh, your thoughts on that, Mufti Saab? Yes, many, many things happening, especially uh, against those people speaking out Shafat, against those people, uh, you know, that are speaking the truth, those people who are steadfast, etc. Uh, even uh, on my side also, I'm being sued for one million bucks. That will be my topic of Jumaa today. Later on, I'll tell the people. So uh, what we need to understand is there is a, a trend in silencing uh, the ulama of Haq and the righteous religious leaders as well. So people should take heed of all of these things. Well, uh, Mufti Saab, uh, interesting. One million bucks from uh, you, Mufti Saab. <laughs> when you're in the, uh, the, the, the municipality, 10 million bucks for the water, that uh, the, uh, broken pipe. Uh, talk to us about it. <laughs> what is all all about I'm just, I, I'm just waiting uh, on documents from my legal team. You know, they've always given me a, a very, very good uh, legal team, uh, quite a large group, you know, that uh, people uh, uh, that love Islam, they love to defend Islam. It's uh, those same people who defended uh, the opening of the Masajid uh, during uh, the stupid COVID period, Shafat. So uh, that is my legal team. So after... Uh, uh, an hour or so, I'll be receiving some documents uh, from them. But it has to do with the one Juma lecture that uh, I gave, uh, you know, and you know that I'm very, very outspoken and they've always been trying to silence me. And uh, this time they will fail as well uh, because uh, I never back down from, from any challenge and I never, ever submit to these satanic protocols and laws. So I will defend Islam a million bucks. Uh, I don't even work. I'm permanently unemployed. Uh, so I don't know where they're going to get that money. In fact, uh, I want to put my name on the 350 rand Sasa list so that the government can at least give me <laughs> something as well. Oh, gee. Yeah, you heard that, people. Yeah, you check Mufti parking the line there. Say, hey, Mufti, <laughs> watch it. I said, no, no, I'm a pensioner. Uh, yes, Mufti. <laughs> Looking at all your questions coming through, this one says, Assalamu alaikum. Can a widow under Ida work, Mufti Saab? If a widow's under Idda and she has absolutely no income, meaning there's no relatives to support her, she doesn't have a father, brother or children that can support her financially, the bills need to be paid, uh, medical bills need to be paid, food need to be bought, etc., then it will be, and only then under strict conditions, you know, no perfume, no makeup, no beautiful clothing, etc., uh, she will be permitted just to go to her work, 
conducted duties and come back straight home. There's no socializing, no uh, mixing, no unnecessary parties, conferences, this, that, etc. She must remember that she is a widow and uh, Idda is four months uh, and ten days shafat. So still the laws of Idda would be observed very, very strictly, uh, although uh, albeit in this case she will only be permitted to go to work. Uh, Mufti Sahaba, can a Muslim shop display Christmas trees? It's that time again. Christmas time is a money spending time. Mm-hmm. Christmas time, jingle bells and all these things. See, that has a religious connotation uh, to the Christian religion, Christian faith. So we cannot uh, put up these pine trees, whether it be real ones, uh, people in Islam, or be it the fake ones, the plastic ones that they sell. So what you're actually doing, you are promoting uh things that has religious connotations so other religions are from doing that, you know. says the Quran, do not assist one another in a sin and in uh, injustices and uh, in transgression, etc. So refrain from Christmas trimmings, Christmas dolls, reindeer and uh, gingerbread cook, uh, cookies and whatever else is connected to these things that you have to refrain from, G. Uh, Mufti Saab, about the 60,000 vaccine inj- injuries and so many deaths, are we allowed to see compensation from those who promoted it, especially Uluma bodies? Yeah, Shafat, you know, it's um, more than 60,000 people. That's only the people that lodge complaints uh, against uh, uh, or as registered uh, their vaccine injuries and there's deaths as well. Sapra also confirmed deaths, you know. So we've been warning the people so many times that please do not hasten to take this uh, killer shot, but they didn't listen. Now the people that promoted it, Ulama bodies, individuals as well, they remain silent uh, regarding these things, you know. For them, it's just uh, one of those things. So I think people, they are legally, they can see compensation because they've been injured uh, by something that is still under trial. And we know that Pfizer lied and people died. All of that is true. So, yes, you have to seek, uh, if you want to seek uh, uh, assistance you know, in getting some financial uh, uh, support or kickback from those people that promoted the satanic shot. It doesn't matter which ulama body, which individual, which, which organization. You have the right here uh, to claim compensation for this because it's loss of life. And in many cases, Shafat, people lost their jobs also. Uh, because uh, they are so ill, they can't even go back to work, and no one is worrying about them. So, yes, uh, please seek assistance, G. Uh, Mufti Sahaba, can a second wife forego her rights to the first wife? A second wife can forego her rights to the first wife, but she can reclaim her rights also. So if you get married to a second wife and she tells you, that uh, she doesn't want any financial uh, assistance any nafaka, and uh, you can give her time alternatively, you know, one day, once a month, etc., like that, and uh, you agree to that, no problem. However, if she uh, revokes that uh, shortly afterwards or in the possible near future, then uh, you will have to reinstate her rights, uh, right to nafaka and her rights to time also, so she can cancel that agreement at any time. And then the new agreement will become binding, whereby you have to look after and do justice between both G. Zakallah for that, Mufti Saba. Mufti, we have seen Halloween footage coming from Saudi. Is Shirk returning there? Forget Shirk. It's Jahiliya <laughs> returning there, people. Yeah, go for it, Mufti. Yeah, you saw so scary. You know, the, the pictures is not scary, Shafat. Uh, because uh, they've all got makeup on and still got the red scarf on. And what is even more shocking, the females uh, that are portrayed in, in these footage and clips uh, coming from there, this is definitely, like you said now, Jahiliya Titania, 
the second Jahili period, the returning there, and then also Shirk, because remember that Halloween has Shirk connotations, you know, it comes from Sawin. That is the festival that used to be there. And then the Christians incorporated the festival to give it a, a Christian uh, a sort of flavor and taste. Uh, and that was to get people to accept Christianity. And now this festival, it's not the first time, it's just, uh, I think the second or third time it's being uh, held in Saudi. And I think it's worse in Saudi than what it is in America. You know, Saudis want to outdo everyone else there. Now remember, Shafat, when we go to the Roda, uh, then they don't want us to stand and make du'a there. They call us Bidatis and Mushriks. Uh, when we go to Jannatul Baqi to make du'a at the grace of the Sahaba, there they call us Bidatis and Mushriks. But yeah, they're openly performing the shirk and bidah and things, and they expect the entire world to remain silent. We will never, ever, ever remain silent for the Hakji. Another appendage of the USA. Yeah, it is one of the states. Yeah, KSA. KSA, you know what? Kingdom uh, of, yes, it is Kingdom of Saudi America. KSA, yeah. Kingdom of Saudi America. Well, Mufti got it. He picked up the name when he was there. When, when we, when my Egyptian brother said, hey, hey Mufti Ibrahim Smith came for Hague. He was here for Hague. He got the right name. <laughs> You're right, brother. Uh, Mufti Saab, is it a haram to celebrate Guy Fawkes Day? And people will shout there in Cape Town, Guy Fawkes Guy, shoot him in the eye. Hey, Mufti <laughs> Guy Fawkes also, uh, Shavad, remember that was a Protestant who wanted to blow up uh, the, the, <laughs> the parliament Catholic. those days. Yeah, yeah, Catholic, Protestant, you know, so. Again, it was a religious battle fighting for Christianity. Uh, remember, they have so much infighting that you see that same thing and you see the people of Ireland. Uh, they're also religious people. They fought for independence. And this guy wanted to blow up parliament uh, because of his religious beliefs. And uh, fast forward to the future now, people are wanting to celebrate that. There's is rough in there. There's wastage of money. You're buying firecrackers. And uh, it's even worse, certain places like here in Cape Town, They'll throw eggs and they'll take nugget and uh, they'll shoot you in the eye also. So how many people get uh, uh, sometimes get affected uh, physically? Uh, they lose their eye, etc. And then the animals can't sleep. It, you know, it is so disgusting, all these satanic festivals. So shirk is definitely returning on a big scale. It does not befit and behold a Muslim to participate in all these kufar festivals. You know, you will be answerable for every sin that you spend and waste of the sustenance Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. So refrain from uh, these uh, satanic festivals. He, Mufti Sahib, is it allowed to charge more on installments? Yes, if you have two different prices, one is a cash price and one is an installment price where the payment is deferred over a period of six months, 12 months, whatever the agreement is between you and between the purchaser. So when you pay on installments basis, then you are allowed to charge more. So that won't be considered riba as long as long as this uh, amount is uh, agreed upon and it is made known at the time of purchase. You cannot uh, increase it afterwards and say that because now it's installment basis that you only have to pay more. No, you have to make known the installment deferred price at the time of, uh, of selling a, a commodity also, G. Mafa Mufti Sahib. Assalamu alaikum. What's the ruling on a bridal makeup? 
your beauty and committing zina with the eyes etc like people are doing nowadays the bride is sitting there and everyone has to make the wife around her sometimes a strange man come up and beat. sometimes they'll even kiss her on the cheek as a sign of respect so all these haram things happening uh this is islamic weddings we're talking about shafat not uh kufar in the sara weddings we're talking about our islamic sisters uh, getting married in committing all these haram so that is haram you can adorn yourself you can beautify yourself but keep the beauty for that husband that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you, G. Now, Mufti Sahib, our elderly aunties come and, uh, you know, give us a peck on our cheek. Is that allowed? Yes, uh, that is your mahram. She's allowed to, to, to kiss you on the forehead. Uh, she's allowed to argue. You know, you must remember that al-khala bi manzilatil um, that your paternal or maternal aunties, they are on the same level as your mother in rank and as your mahram. So nothing wrong with that. And then you get some of that weird grannies. Uh, they won't kick, uh, peck you on the, on the cheek. They will actually twist your, uh, your, your ears, etc. And say, hey, you were so small yesterday. Look how big he became today. You know, always make you feel small also. That is just to assert certain authority, G. And what about your, you know, your uncle's wife? Uh, is she allowed to come and hug you too? Your uncle's wife, yes, that is from the maternal side. Remember, you cannot marry your uncle's wife. And if your uncle has married her and he's uh, consummated the marriage, you cannot marry her if in the event that uh, he passes on. So that is from your paternal side, and the same will be from your maternal side also. So uh, these are your maharim, and uh, they have that special rank uh, above you, G. Yeah, these are equations uh, that, uh, you know, everyone needs to know, Mufti Sahib. Sometimes they conveniently, yeah, you forget all these things. Uh, can a wife check her husband's phone if uh, she's suspicious? <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, yalla ken vadia. Ah no, no, yeah, mufti. Hey, Shafat, you know that the Quran says, "Wala tajassasu," and do not be suspicious. So that is clear text from the glorious Quran. So you do not have the right as a spouse. To check and open your husband's phone, or your your husband does not have the right to check and open your phone. All these type of spying uh, should be uh, uh, discarded. You know, it's completely haram. If you suspect anything, then have an open discussion with your spouse. Uh, build that trust. You know, because if you open the phone and you see something that you do not like or disagree with, then you're opening the doors of fitna, and uh, your marriage might end in divorce, whereby you could have done it in a better way. That sometimes when you sit in the with your spouse, and the person will open up and say, hey, this has been happening, etc. I need help. But now when you abuse your authority and take the phone and have the password, etc., that is not permissible. I'm repeating myself because I know many people do that. You know, secretly, they're spying on their spouse's phone. It is not permissible. It is hard for you to do that, G. Yeah, Mufti Saab. You know what? I trust my wife implicitly. I don't even look at the phone. Yeah. Ladies, ladies, ladies. Uh, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. What is the ruling on someone who works in a company which has allocated him space, another employee with him to help him? 
In this place allocated to him by the company, there's a supply of tea, sugar, and other hot drinks in a powdered form. And what happens uh, is that a certain amount of these things is left over every month and they cannot be returned. Is it permissible for the person to use them at home with the family? Hey, Bansela Mufti Saab. You cannot take it home without the permission of the people or the person or the authority uh, or the employee that is giving it to you. If he gives you permission or the company gives you permission to take it home and then you and your family can enjoy it. If you take it home without their permission, that is actually stealing because it has been left in that particular space and place for you to use. Using it outside of the uh, specified period outside of the office building that has not been uh, permitted for you to do so that would constitute a stealing and uh, being disloyal as well so you can take it but ask permission from your superior uh, officer from your, your, your human resource manager anyone who's in charge of you if you can have it and take it on G Mufti Saab uh, will there be finally uh, will there finally be unity when Imam Mahdi will, comes Come on, take me to the Mahdi Kra, Mufti. Yes, uh, you know, many people speaking about uh, unity and people always saying the same sentence. If uh, if our ulama had unity, then we would have been all united. You must remember that uh, unity is one thing and unity on party will never happen. Uh, there were some instances between the Sahaba, Rabbi where they had difference of opinion, but their hearts were united. So there will always be difference of opinion. Unity will only come when Nabi Isa alayhi salatu salam descends after Imam Mahdi alayhi salam because they will kill the Dajjal, the Antichrist. And then after that, after the demise of Nabi Isa alayhi salatu salam, then people again, will uh, they will degenerate, they will become wicked, and uh, they will be disunited, etc. So all these things will happen. So uh, remember that the call for unity will always be there. We'll be united on certain issues, but we will never be united on, on everything. Don't expect us to be united on everything and each and everything. That won't happen. That is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us, you know, in order so that we can learn each other's uh, qualities and recognize the differences between us. Assalamu alaikum Mufti Sahaba. Can we make a salah on a taxidermy uh, animal skin? <laughs> that will be an expensive salah on that... Uh... <laughs> yes, we've been ordered to make salah on the ground, you know, and now this we have carpets as well. So as long as the skin has been tanned, tanning makes a skin permissible for usage, number one. And number two, the type of skin that are used also, it must, must be a type of skin from an animal that are generally slaughtered and are fit for human consumption, like cow, buffalo, uh, camel, sheep, etc., those type of skins. It cannot be a skins of animals that are completely haram. So there we're not allowed to derive any benefit from, let alone reading Salah on that. But if it's an animal that we normally slaughter and consume, and the skin has been uh, tanned, uh, the hide has been tanned, as they call it, you know, tanning. Uh, so tanning makes the skin uh, p- p- clean and pure, and then we can use that type of skin for solar G. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Saab. How old should a son be to be considered a mahram, Mufti Saab? A mahram in this case, we'll say that when a child generally has the ability to differentiate between good and bad, that is when he reaches adolescence. So, uh, you know, that is when he reaches puberty. When a person reaches puberty, then he can become a mahram. Also, he must be upright, straight, you know, virtuous, etc., all those good qualities that Islam uh, fosters and uh, the Islam advocates. So if those qualities are to be found, 
then O'Neill and such a son become a Maharam so you can travel with him, G. Uh, Mufti Sahib, is it uh, is extended guarantee of items are permissible? Extended guarantee is if you purchase it at the same time. So when you purchase when you purchase it and uh, it is included in that, then it is permissible. If you purchase it uh, separately after having purchased the item, and then you purchase it again uh, like separately, like a separate commodity, separate transaction, that it is not permissible. You know, it must be included in the original purchase price. So many shops uh, they do that. Other shops, alternatively, they will sell you an extended guarantee after you've purchased your item. So that's a completely separate sale. So uh, that is not permissible, G. Team absolutely brilliant uh, this morning, and uh, Alhamdulillah, Allah bless you for that. Your parting words? Hey, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, unite us, uh, Shifatullah, protect the Ummah of Rasulullah, it is Friday, please send abundant durood upon Rasulullah, abundant durood will remove all our difficulties, all our problems, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect all our leaders also. Jazakumah khairan, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu to our mufti Brian Smith there from the Boa Carp and Allah make it easy. Yeah, some people say, hey, but chef, you know, Boa Carp is that area there. All right, I'll say from the Fair Cape. I'll forget the Boa Carp thing. From the Fair Cape and uh, yes, uh, mufti sahab, I'll make dua for him also. And uh, jazakallah khair to all of you for sending in uh, those messages. I want to thank my top tech this morning, Yusuf Asmal, for doing a brilliant engineering as uh, usual. Allah bless you, uh, Yusuf Haral. Be a brilliant week with you. And uh, to the listeners of uh, Sirius FM, uh, shortly, inshallah, uh, coming up will be uh, 40 Darud and Ayats of the Noble Quran. And then uh, don't forget that, that Mufti A.K. Hussein will be uh, giving the translation of the Juma Qutbah from the Holy Lands. Uh, and keep it locked on to Sirius FM for beautiful programming, a lovely nasheed interspersed from the team and I till we meet you again. We bid you. Assalamu alaikum. ورحمة الله وبركاته